This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Hello, Peter. What's happening? Uh, we have sort of a problem here. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to Blurring the Lines podcast, episode 66. I am your host, Adam Bell, and joining me as always is my co-host, Peter Nicolaitis. Hey, Peter. 66. Man, we're almost ready to retire. Almost ready to retire. Next next episode. <laughs> That's right. We're gonna, well, 66 or 67 and a half. Don't we have to get halfway through the, the, the following episode? Okay, yeah, halfway through the following episode, and then we can can collect our our podcaster social security and and move forward, or backward. Yeah, well, well, that's what I was thinking of doing that. uh, I was going to uh, retire on on my Bitcoin. What about you? (laughs) Uh, Unless my mutual funds have them, I don't think I have any Bitcoin. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Maybe the futures. Yeah, as as we were talking about before we started uh, recording, I uh, I bought uh, a couple of Bitcoin or uh, about a year and a half ago, and so right now it's uh, from the four hundred or so dollars uh, per Bitcoin that I paid a year and a half ago. Uh, presently, it's at sixteen thousand dollars per Bitcoin. Nice. And, uh, about two three hours ago, it was over eighteen thousand. So, I bet I know why you bought those Bitcoin. because you read my 10 steps to to, uh, protect yourself from ransomware (laughs) yes i did (laughs) yes sir figured if you wrote it down and you told everybody in the world you probably ought to do it yourself (laughs) yep i had already taken that medicine had some bitcoin just lying around and just in case i needed to spend it to pay off a ransom and uh Luckily, I never had to do it for myself, but I did have to bail one of my clients out with that. So. <laughs> well, and our fr- our friend Tim Richter has he owns some Bitcoin, and he has also had to bail some people out. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Uh, well, and the guy, the guys at my office, they've uh, they've been real excited about it, and they bought their wallet from somewhere, and uh, they bought in either Friday. I don't know mm-hmm. how much they bought, but they were, they've been ecstatic all week. I said, you going to make enough yeah. to retire? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, no, but this is fun anyway. It's <laughs> <laughs> fun anyway. <laughs> Just think, uh, had I actually, you know, like bought my, you know, say spent the 50 bucks on the Bitcoin that I meant to 10 years ago. Just you know, right now, fifty dollar investment. Oh yeah, it's only worth six, you know, eighteen thousand today. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh wow. <laughs> so, stock market can't do that kind of volatility. That's for sure. It's probably a good thing. Yeah. Well, I'm ninety nine percent owner of my company. I can just say each share is worth eighteen thousand dollars a share. <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> oh. Talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. Yep. So, yeah, if you want to buy in, I'll sell. No, actually, I don't want to sell any portion of my company right now because uh, it, it, it is constantly going up in value. Good for you, man. <laughs> Good for you. All right. Speaking of uh, up in value, how about Mac? I don't know. I haven't looked at <laughs> Apple stock right now. Let me, let me see. Apple stock price. 
Uh, it's up uh, about half a percent today. It's at uh, 169. Uh, let's just see. So uh, starting at uh, 51 cents when it debuted on, in December of 1980, uh, adjusting for splits, etc. Yeah, I think that would have been a decent investment. 51 cents for 174 dollars. I mean, yeah, you know, we're not talking about like Bitcoin type value, but mm-hmm. you know, it's still yeah. reasonable. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I know Apple had flown through the roof at different points, so I mean, mm-hmm. every everything kind of does that. It'll even out. I mean, even Bitcoin will even out at whatever the appropriate equilibrium. Yep. Obviously, five thousand dollar difference in you know whatever two days ago was to now is not the norm <laughs> it will it's equal volatility yeah <laughs> it'll have yeah. to even out so but anyway so i brought up mac because uh my my mac well we we've been talking about the root problem with the high sierra mm-hmm. patch so I'm like well i'm going to i i'm gonna update mine you know <laughs> so i kicked off high sierra and it did not blue screen because uh, they don't have a blue screen. But it went to, I got a nice little apple and I got a little bar that got not quite a quarter of the way through and it turns off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just, and I'm like, oh, well, there must have been a prompt. I must have missed a prompt because I just turned it on and walked aw- walked away. I was like, I missed a prompt or somewhere. So yeah. I, went over, I went over there and I turned it back on and I, I watched it and watched it and then it did the same thing so it was it got to like a point less than a quarter of the way and shut itself off and i did a google search for high sierra killed my mac and it was <laughs> it was updated yesterday <laughs> nice <laughs> and uh, <sighs> i think the guy on there though he had uh I think he had some file system issues, and I think I may have some file system issues. I'm not 100% sure, because I took mm-hmm. the original drive that was a spindle drive, and I cloned it. I mean, just cloned it bit by bit over to a solid state mm-hmm. drive and replaced it. And I wonder if I have some file server or file. I may have the original HFS, because I haven't converted yep. to the Apple file system. Yep. And I, I'm wondering if that's what I've got going on. But well, you can always do a fresh install. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, just, I, I that hurts. Say, out of out of all of the, you know, um operating systems and stuff like that, I I as a rule I do not upgrade Windows other than just like for fun. Uh, yeah. Uh, just just to see like how horribly wrong everything can go. Um, <laughs> Mac OS, I've done some upgrades and it's been not too terrible. Uh, and most of my uh, Linux upgrades that I've done have been pretty good mm-hmm. uh, on the Debian Ubuntu side of things. Red Hat, <laughs> give up? No, never. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, yeah. But lately, I mean, man, Apple Apple just is not what it used to be, and. Uh, <laughs> You know, on iOS, they've, you know, got a flurry of bugs that they were fixing last week uh, or earlier this week. And OS X is buggy. So (laughs) you did a um, a Mac OS upgrade. I did a migration for a client uh, started last week. And I, um, he bought a new MacBook Pro. 
mm-hmm. and I was upgrading it from his old MacBook Air, and I used the Migration Assistant, mm-hmm. which generally does a pretty good job. You know, it's not mm-hmm. the same as doing an operating system upgrade because you're just pre- preserving like you know user settings and stuff. So the the core of the operating system stays, um, you know, is, is not port it over so mm-hmm. you you don't pull all of the bad along with it right, right. so it's like, all right great so uh and i've done it a number of times and never had an issue it's always gone really well so i did that on this one and uh halfway through i was doing it via uh, via um ethernet mm-hmm. and it said it was going to take like eight hours oh. to, to do and i was like wow that's really slow so um, at one point, something I forget why, but we interrupted the transfer. We just like, okay, you know, this is taking too long. Stop. Mm-hmm. Started it over again. Oh, I think it was because yeah, we were plugged into the company uh, switch. So the second time, I just plugged them in directly. Mm-hmm. So just a straight through, you know, cable connecting the two machines. Figure direct Ethernet traffic. You know, these things ought to be able to do gigabit connection to each other. It ought to go pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Still said it was going to take like seven hours. I was like, all right, let it go. Um, Oh, no, no, I take that back. Now I remember what happened. So I started doing it. One of them was by Ethernet. No, that's what it was. One was plugged into the company switch. The other was over wireless because you didn't have the USB-C adapter. Ah. The new MacBooks have only USB-C cables. Mm -hmm. So even though I had an Ethernet cable, I had a switch, I had a USB (laughs) Ethernet adapter for Apple. I had all of these things. Um, he didn't have that. So I had to drive. And I, as I was driving out to Staples, I let it just, you know, go for a while. When I got back, <laughs> I interrupted it so I could switch over to Ethernet. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Um, so I restarted it. And apparently the migration wizard realized that there was a previous attempt. Um, but instead of saying, like, do you want to wipe that out or you want to restart or whatnot, yeah. it just said... Uh, this username, because it was preserving his username and stuff, it said, this username already exists. So I said, well, I'll just delete that one when I'm done. So I just renamed it, and I said, okay, migrate all these settings under this different username. Mm-hmm. Great. So it went. And again, it was like, it's going to take seven hours. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to sit here and watch this. <laughs> so <laughs> give me a call tomorrow. You know, if there's any trouble, we'll, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he called the next morning, 7 a.m. Can't log in. It's not working. So, long story short, I drove back, played with it, and uh, got on the phone with an Apple uh, senior level uh, support guy, which took a little time because I had to go through the script monkeys. And um, the, um, the, the, the guy said, oh, okay, so here's what happened. It created two users, but it specified them both as having the same home directories. Awesome. So it was really confused because it didn't know who to assign ownership to. So no matter who I tried, it was like, ah, you need to take ownership of this file. You need to take ownership of this file. So I would punch in his password to take ownership of this file. And I did it like five times. And I was like, all right, this isn't working. He says, oh, no, actually, it's finding a bunch of different files. Just keep entering the password over and over again until it (laughs) finally... So I had to do it literally like 20 times, and then it finally it stopped. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So then we ended up having to go into the user control panel and deleting one of the extraneous users by mm-hmm. renaming it to test. And then I was able to delete it because it wouldn't let me delete them as long as they shared the same name or the, sh- the same home directory. Mm-hmm. And then everything was fine. 
But, you know, it's like I would think like as you're getting ready to start off, it would say, hey, you know, there already has a user here. But, you know, do you want to just wipe out his stuff? But I guess they're trying to be ultra conservative and paranoid and not want to list, you know, uh, risk the loss of any data. Yeah. So I see why they did it. But in typical Apple fashion, it didn't tell me what it was doing. It was just, you know, yeah, we're going to take care of this. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Worry about it. <laughs> I guess they just did the, uh, I mean, the developer said, ah, we're just going to override it. We don't care. Rather than writing an error code. Hey, this exists. Well, this is going to cause problem. Probably, that error code is probably displayed somewhere. Where you, you just don't see it by default. <laughs> yeah. You can, there, there are some magic incantations that you can do to, to get those errors to, to uh, be displayed. Okay. I don't know off the top of my head, but I know it, it can be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm hesitant to rerun my High Sierra update because I have some. I mean, I have. Uh, I didn't. I've never had any problems with the updates. I've just mm -hmm. always just run them, and they did what they needed to do. But I had a couple things. I mean, like I didn't do like a clean restart and shut down everything. Like make sure Dropbox was stopped, and make sure Skype was stopped, and make sure all the applications that could have been running and i don't know i may try it again after a reboot make sure everything is stopped and then try the update i may try that mm -hmm. uh, and right after i've done a time machine backup i was just gonna say after you've taken a fresh backup of everything right <laughs> yeah because i was uh, i mean in the time machine backup uh worked i mean the restore worked flawlessly it was slow uh because i've got a usb 2 drive attached to it yeah i mean but yeah. it's like okay i i needed a backup i just I'll hang this thing off of it and it will work the thing that did surprise me though was um it tells you that one it's going to overwrite the entire hard drive which i get that i mean it's restoring an image uh <laughs> i get that <laughs> yeah but what i was surprised at was i had to choose to um allow analytics and all that stuff again uh like it didn't remember any of that like to send diagnostics to apple related to problems and that kind of thing i had to turn that back on and i also had to uh enter in my apple id and my dropbox id and mm -hmm. skype again mm -hmm. yep um i've i've seen that behavior before and i i it's well yeah i don't know i, I guess i'd have to actually read their policies uh which no one ever does. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but I know that, you know, the, the whole getting you to agree to it, I mean, it's like it's like a new computer or it is a new installation. So mm -hmm. it is kind of new. So I, I can sort of see that. But plus, I mean, you know, giving you yet another option, uh, another opportunity to opt in to giving them analytics and stuff. Well, who doesn't <laughs> yeah. want to give the end user that? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm guessing it's like a light version of SysPrep automatically comes on when mm -hmm. time machine implement you know gets run so yep. i mean it yep. didn't it didn't kill me but it was it was irritating for a second because i was like all right where's my phone and then it was like well authenticate on your ipad and i did you know that i did yeah. the whole dance and I'm, yep. I'm glad they authenticate i want them to authenticate i don't want rogue devices but yeah okay uh well i guess though <clears throat> Excuse me. I guess, though, it would help prevent, say, if somebody stole your time machine backup. 
so you had a dang you know had a hard drive dangling off your computer you mm -hmm. stole the drive and then tried to do a restore you could restore the system right the way it was so i i didn't thought about doing that wait of so, so you had a stolen backup yeah let's say you had a stolen yeah. backup and you just yep. put went to another mac and fired it up it would it would at least prevent somebody from being able to authenticate your uh icloud account right right so yep. huh i don't think like a criminal often enough so yep. <laughs> oh well i uh think like a bad guy think like I'll a bad you guy a black hat for christmas all right <laughs> well i got done with the webinar today and uh, yes Sorry I couldn't join you for that one. Just so much going on here. Oh, I, I understand. Uh, it was it was pretty good. Uh, the All of the people that showed up were people who were either already my clients or knew me. I didn't have any prospects on the line, which was a bummer. But I will post the, uh, you know, I'll post the recording on on our site, on my site, mm -hmm. on Facebook and YouTube, so everybody will get an opportunity to re-listen to the webinar and it actually was Excellent. and you know sometimes you feel like you're doing webinar and you're just blowing smoke up people's rear ends i actually thought it was a pretty good webinar i thought i put a, i mean i put a lot of time into coming up with things that i felt was useful for people to mm -hmm. know and do like so i'm looking forward to watching it <laughs> Of course i sell things from the webinar too but i mean that's to be expected <laughs> what yeah you know I, I i started getting into webinars and things like that a few years ago and it was really funny i was just like it, it took me a few a few to go through and i was like oh look free content this is great this is great wait oh this guy's selling something too Huh. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Hey. Oh wow. Yeah. This is great. This is great. Oh, this guy's selling something too. And then it was just like, oh, these are all people selling things. Got oh. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Got it. We should call it. I'm gonna give you some free stuff, and you listen to my spiel. <laughs> That's what That's we can call them. Pretty much how marketing works these days. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, free content. You and I know that. <laughs> free spiel. Uh, free spiel. Free spiel. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it went well. I'm gonna, I'll post it up. Um, and next time, next time you have to be on. Next time, next time I won't be in the middle of selling a building. Which, oh, by the way, is scheduled for Monday at eleven. Monday at eleven. Nice. Yeah, it's kind of a. Kind of a big next few days for me. So I've got my uh, Krav Maga black belt test tomorrow night. Dear God, it's tomorrow <laughs> night. <laughs> and uh, <sighs> wow, that's forgot about that, huh? <laughs> yeah, I hadn't been thinking about it, and all of a sudden I just felt a twinge of nervousness. <laughs> it's like, oh crap. <laughs> yeah, I got that selling the building on um, on Monday, and. Um, my uh, my short timer uh, roommate there just uh, who who by the way is going for his black belt same time as well in Krav Maga um, yeah okay we'll we'll be testing together um, and uh, he he asked me today is like yeah because I'm talking about all these different things and money and like what I want to be doing and stuff and uh, he asked me have you have you talked with a financial planner 
And I said, you know, I haven't recently because <laughs> I've talked with some a while ago and I got some really horrible advice. And you mm-hmm. know, I got I talked to some in the 90s and you know, it was like, oh, you need a you need this and this and this buy this fund that I sell. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I was just like, OK, I don't need that. And so, you know, I'm like, ah, geez, I don't know, man. So <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, uh, you know, if I was to talk to a fiduciary um then i guess it, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea just to you know get a little unbiased uh mm-hmm. you know opinion because i've got stuff and stocks i've got real estate and i've got you know chunk of bitcoin right now yeah <laughs> so, well so, i don't know you've got to have somebody who um who is going to take all of those factors and count them because what you do is you typically have a financial planner that may work for, I don't know, Raymond James, but all they're interested in is selling you Raymond James products. Not that there's, right. not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, right. but what your financial planner needs to be aware of is all the other things that you just mentioned. You know, okay, your business has a value. Your buildings have a value. Your cash has a value. Your uh, uh, securities have a value. And looking at the whole big picture of how that's going to play into your retirement and your wealth building, where a lot of times they'll like, okay, well, they'll look at just part of it rather than the whole what's in your stocks in your ira oh you're good yeah what well yeah you're in a bad position they're like well but i own a million dollars of real estate over there (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah oh we don't talk about that yeah we don't talk about that you know because there's times when you might leverage you know money out of property to be able to do something else and that kind of thing just so so yeah um, looking at somebody who has a big holistic view. If he walks up and says, Hey, Peter, two fingers pointed at you, <laughs> sideways one glance. Pointing up with the thumbs up, right? Thumbs up, eye glance. You, know, you only see one eye because. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's probably not your guy or gal. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so I see, you know everybody's getting ready to start gearing up to call you whenever when the podcast gets released they'll be hey we got a we got a fish on the line <laughs> <laughs> that's right so all the all of my uh you know contacts on linkedin who are listening to this podcast who are in financial <laughs> planning and stuff i expect to i expect to be hearing from you okay fine <laughs> so. you know what always it always uh, amazes me is you know our compute you know as a computer expert our clients expect our computer systems to be without virus expect them to be running fast all the time never having technical issues shouldn't we expect our financial planners to be rich we should <laughs> as we should expect our doctors to be the pinnacles of health yeah, when he's sitting there with a cigarette. Yeah, yeah, Vader, you need your cholesterol's high. <laughs> You're overweight. Uh-huh. Thanks. Does that although, use the, make you the pot or the kettle? Although I don't know, I see. I don't know. I at least I don't see very many doctors that are um, that are in bad shape. I mean, other, they they may be overworked. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, the doctors that I see are they may be overworked or some of them may be overweight because of the lifestyle, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I don't see as many unhealthy doctors, at least not around here. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. But I have a hard time uh, investing in a financial planner who, you know, just isn't doing all that great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that that was it. I remember uh, seeing an ad for, I think this was back like when uh, um, it was starting to become popular where you could buy your own stocks and stuff. I remember seeing uh, a TV ad for one of the investment firms and it was like, why would I take business advice from somebody who wasn't, you know, really rich or something? I forget, it was words (laughs) to that effect though, but it makes perfect sense. I mean, if you're a financial planner, you should have a pretty solid plan. Yeah, and uh, you know, I would think that uh, you know, depending on how long you've been in the uh, in the game, that uh, you know, maybe you're uh, driving at least a Lexus or something. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> it's reasonable. Well, and you don't even. I mean, you could be wealth. I don't require wealth as far as like the the standards of everybody else of having bling, but you can have wealth of no the lack of debt. To me, is is wealth. <laughs> you know. Yes. Uh, yeah, how many, how many, what's your house note? Oh, it's about 2500 a month. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. So. Oh, my. <laughs> All right. Um, you had a couple things in our topic, and I, I actually have got one thing in the topic uh, that, that I'd like to touch on. I don't think we'll do it today, is uh, Meraki, Sophos, and Sonicwall. I think that'd be an interesting conversation to kind of compare them. I have a Meraki on the way. Kevin Landers is really heavy into Meraki and has a lot of experience in it. I think that'd be like a good three-way conversation since I I know Sonicwall really well. You know Sophos really well, and mm-hmm. he knows Meraki more than I do. So mm-hmm. I think that might be a worthy yeah. worthy conversation and of course so they're going to be like advocating for each of them and stuff and it'll be like this will be the uh the the, the throwdown yeah <laughs> let's have a let's have a firewall throwdown but i guess we have to have uh we have to have some different applications too of where they're where they're employed because a small business version of all three of those there i i can't imagine that there's much difference at all i mean the the sofa or the soho version of all three of them mm-hmm. i mean because that's the least common denominator kind of deal well, i'm not i'm really not familiar with the meraki offering but i thought that they were you know aren't they just the wireless extension of you know for for cisco stuff i didn't think they were like full-on like firewall and utm and yeah web proxy and stuff yeah so they're the real deal now so they're uh utm and web proxy uh so i've got a sonic wall or a, a, a meraki mx64 on the mm-hmm. way and it's uh so you buy it but you can't buy it without a subscription and so i'm getting right. the advanced subscription and what that does that gets me all the updates for the year but it also gives you the full portal into the Meraki device from the web and you have full control you have policies uh, if you're running an enterprise you can this is what I'm understand I haven't actually done it yet because my Meraki's on the way uh, is that you can configure your organization you put 
and then you build out your config and then you can dump it down to any new adopted Meraki devices that you bring in. Mm -hmm. They do have the wireless portion of it, but then they've got the firewall portion of it now. Um, and so, or let's say one dies, it dies. Mm -hmm. You buy a new right. one, you tell the old config to go back down on it. Awesome. Sure. Comes yeah. back up. Uh, you yeah. get all the... Uh, you get all the big web portal stuff that Sophos has been putting together as yep. well for their uh, XG product. Of course, okay. it's been kind of funky for me. But it's it's <laughs> supposed to be uh, it's supposed to be really dumbed down as far as like yeah doing yep. it uh, and like VPN tunnels. If you have two branch offices, you just say. Their their Put a branch VPN office between these two right VPN between these two Boop, bling yep. green light yep. <laughs> yeah and they do have the VPN devices like Sophos now that have you know you take it home you plug up your plug it up to your internet plug your laptop into it now you got a VPN to the office so yep. it's really coming a long way so yeah I think it'd be a oh. it'll be informative for everybody nifty cool. So I had a funny uh, vendor, um, funny vendor moment. Okay. <coughs> Client of mine asked for a quote on a new server. <coughs> Excuse me. They, they. <coughs> wow. <coughs> yeah. Oh my God, a new server. <laughs> yeah. So a client asked for a quote on a new server, and I said, yes, I'd be happy to give you a quote on that. They had already gotten a quote from a major manufacturer, major computer vendor everyone's heard of. Mm -hmm. um, I am an authorized vendor for this company as well, mm -hmm. but I prefer to sell from a different major computer manufacturer that everyone has also heard of. Mm -hmm. right? So I said, well, let me go get a competitive quote. Mm -hmm. So... They gave me a quote from their, you know, major vendor for $6,400. Mm -hmm. I said, okay. So I took it to my distributor and I said, here is the quote. I am looking for, you know, a configuration that is comparable and I would like to hopefully beat this price. Right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, $6,400. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Quote comes back. Well, list price for our best co closest competing product is sixteen thousand dollars, but we can give you a special price, eleven thousand six hundred dollars. <laughs> so, just make sure I'm following you on this. <laughs> I wanted to meet or beat the price from this company, and you come back to a price that's almost twice as much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, that's the best we can do. Okay, you you realize you're not getting this bid, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I said to myself, okay, well, you know what? I'm the uh, I'm the uh, I'm a reseller for their vendor as well, and usually mm -hmm. I can take whatever quote they get and get a discount, and even if I get the same price, just to get the business on this one, you know, I'll I'll meet the price even if it's you know at a net zero, right? Mm -hmm. So I said, great. Here's what I need. They give me back the quote, $6,700, $300 over. Oh, and by the way, they forgot to include the Windows operating system, which was very clearly in my line items of things that I wanted on this system. Uh-huh. It's like, um, wow, I guess nobody wants to work with me. <laughs> it's, <just> like, <sighs> it's kind of frustrating. Well, you know, it's funny. I spec'd out a server yesterday, 
and I used to be able to kind of ballpark how much it would cost for a server based on what mm-hmm. I wanted. Uh, virtualization has really thrown a wrench in my pricing because mm-hmm. I've got to have more processor and I've got to have more RAM <clears throat> than I used to because I'm planning for three to five years out. Mm-hmm. And I spec'd out a VMware server and it was it was exactly what I wanted with no bells and whistles. I mean everything that was required, and it was mm-hmm. seven thousand dollars, well seventy four hundred dollars with with all the discounts that I got for the server that I needed, and it was like mm-hmm. nine thousand dollars for the other option. I was like, man, <laughs> what happened? But, yeah, what happened? But it was awesome. I mean, the server, like I said, there was there was nothing extra, and it was set up for the growth of some support virtual machines to be used. And the right. way that they require it, they require VMware. So it was going to have a boss card on it with two 128-gig drives for the OS, a VMware ESXi. That thing would scream, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and then two two terabyte drives on it nearline SAS to run the virtual machines i mean and and of course you realize that if we have any non-technical users you have (laughs) i just lost them sorry all of them (laughs) i mean their heads have exploded (laughs) they have changed the channel but it was good it was good (laughs) it was really awesome so solid state that's a that's like saying turbo it's got turbo it's got turbo. Solid like state. Turbo. Solid state is turbo. Turbo is solid state. I like it. I like yeah. it. Oh, uh, solid so, turbo. Solid turbo. So, what is uh, Park Mobile app? Park Mobile. Yeah. So that's an app that uh, actually I was told about some time ago, but I never got around to installing it until uh, just a few weeks ago. Uh, Park Noble, Park Noble, Park <laughs> Mobile. It's uh, it's an app that, if your city supports it, uh, allows you to pay your parking meters from your phone. Oh, sweet! It is pretty sweet, actually. Um, it works really well, and uh, I like it a lot. I was playing with it uh, the other day, and. Uh, I used it. The the one you know the gotcha like what's what's the catch is mm-hmm. that they charge you a 50, 50 cent uh, per usage fee. So like you know if you're gonna like run into a bank real quick and just drop a quarter in the meter, it's cheaper to do that. Yeah. Than it is to you know not. But what the Park Mobile app does let you do that you cannot easily do if you just drop a quarter in the bank walk inside and then realize that you're going to have to be there for half an hour, not just mm-hmm. 15 minutes is you can extend your time right from the app. Drop another quarter, baby. <laughs> and it also will give you a notification. So it'll tell you, Hey, you know, you're, this thing's about to expire and you can say, Oh, well, gee, click and you can extend it. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty slick. And, um, around here in, uh, I've used it in Medford and Somerville. If you just walk up to uh, the meter and it's um, if it's part of you know Park Mobile, if it's part of the network, it'll have like a zone number and a meter number. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, I'm in this area. And when you first sign up with the app, you register your credit card and your license plate and your vehicle, and you can put in. I, theoretically, I guess, I guess you can put in as many as you want. I put in multiple vehicles. Mm-hmm. So you go in and you just say like, all right, I'm at like you know meter one four four five five, and you pick how much time you want. Boom, uh-huh. done. 
And I was like, you know what? For the 50 cents that it costs, it's kind of worth it. You know, like I was going in for a, an hour. I put an hour on the meter a while ago. And, um, you know, I said to myself, you know what? If it goes a little bit long, whatever. And then um, we got off to a, a late start on our on our business meeting, and it was clearly going to take longer. And I was like, all right, I better extend that click. Mm -hmm. Didn't have to think about it. Didn't have to say, oh, I need to run out and feed the meter and look like a cheapskate, you know. <laughs> you know. Well, so how does look like someone who is just, you know, like staring at his phone instead? How, do, <laughs> how does the meter know? Does it have some sort of wireless communication, or does the meter reader know? <clears throat> Uh, it has to have some kind of, it's, I, I would guess it's probably something like Zigbee. I haven't even looked to see what they have. Um, but I've noticed that all the ones, all the meters that I have seen, they're all, um, they're solar powered. They've got little solar mm -hmm. panels on them. So they're pulling power for something, not just the LED display, presumably. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's got to have something. Um, not unlike, because we also have, um, uh, parking spaces here in Medford, it's really unpopular, but, um, like instead of every single meter taking money or having a credit card reader, they have like one kiosk meter per say 20 parking spots. Yeah. So, and those have to be networked too, mm -hmm. obviously in some way. So, um, yeah, I don't know what sort of, uh, connectivity they have, but I, I, Yes, they've got to, you know, it's got to be in some sort of networked thing and probably somewhere nearby as a hub of some <laughs> sort. I can't imagine that they all have cellular modems in every single meter. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good, that's a really good question. Now I'm curious. Now I'm going to want to dig into that. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if they see you over top of the, over top of the meter and you got it torn apart, I'm like, I had to find out where it was coming from. <laughs> I'm sure they'll love that. Oh, so I got a funny story. So at church... Uh, we, uh, we have a parking lot that's, that's only used on Sunday and Wednesday. So, uh, somebody central parking came to us and said, Hey, we can, we can put a meter on there and we can charge for parking the rest of the week, blah, blah, blah. We're like, yeah, that'd be all right. We'll make a little extra money on the parking. Yeah, go for it. Cause we're right in the middle. You know, we're on music row. So it's a real highly pop and, and we'd also have lots of cars there all the time. And when you do want a parking spot, you can't get one. So people, <clears throat> so it was a good opportunity to clean that up as well. Uh, hang on a second. <coughs> I had to cough and I didn't want to do it in the mic. Uh, much appreciated. <laughs> much appreciated. So the, the business administrator said, oh, well, we said, well, how do we park? He said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You'll never get charged for parking here, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, great. And then, I mean, announced it again. I said, okay, now the parking meter's up. No one will ever pay for parking here uh, never. For, for church. I'm like, okay, great. So I was there for uh, one of, like, my first elders meetings, and, and I came out. I had a ticket on my truck. <laughs> and I had, I was like, huh. I was like, okay. Um, I told told the administrator. I said, hey, I I got a parking ticket. He said, what well, did you did you enter the code into the meter? I said, what code? You know the code in the meter. I said, no, I didn't enter code. You said no one would ever be charged for parking here. Well, you got to enter in the code. I'm like, 
well, when were you going to tell me the code? <laughs> He's like, uh, well, you, we told a whole bunch of people. You should have heard. Oh, I'm like, everybody. Yeah, we told everybody. I'm like, heard. well, I, I still don't know the code. Can you tell me the code? And, oh, by the way, I'm going to need you to fix this ticket. And it was a $45 fine for parking there without and and so here was this was cool i i mean this particular thing was cool but not cool is that i went i saw or i got the ticket on my truck i pulled up the truck or i pulled up uh, pulled it up and it's got a code on it It says go here to blah blah see about your fine it says 45 dollar fine then it's got pictures of my truck and my license plate in the page which I thought was pretty slick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they, so you can't say, no, that wasn't me. Oh, oh yes, yeah. it was. Here's your red truck. Here's your license plate. <laughs> Here's the time. You know, these are time stamped. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it was us. That was you, Bucky. <laughs> so I, I was impressed with the technology, but uh, at the same time, I was I – was, I wasn't ticked, but I but they they did take care of it though. <laughs> but I make sure to enter in the code every single time. Make sure that I don't get a forty five dollar parking ticket fine. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's uh, parking, especially in the Boston area. Man, it is tricky. They've got things like where there are zones. They they, they love these parking spots. It says like warning. Toe zone, no parking in big bold red letters, and then Emma is like, week uh, Wednesdays between November and April between midnight and six a.m. in tiny little, you know, tiny little. Font. <laughs> it's like, so what you're saying is every other day and every other month I can park here anytime I want, but but the way you present that is no parking. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like typical Boston area government. <laughs> it's like, That's thanks, what I guys. I need to uh, talk about investment. Need to invest in some parking lots. That's what they need to invest in. I mean, that's better. That's better than storage sheds. Yeah. You know? I mean, all you do, they they, you know, they walk, they drive up, they put money in, and they drive away. I mean, if worst case is somebody throws up on it, then you got to take garden hose and you know. Hey, just wait till it rains. Yeah, wait till it rains. If it's a dry season, it'll it God will wash it off here in a second. Exactly. <laughs> don't 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 bust your chops over that. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I do have a nifty today. Okay, hit me. The are you familiar with Drobos? I used to own a couple of them. Well, I used to. Well, I still own a couple of them. Uh, so, but Drobo's got the new 5D3, which is the attached direct storage. Uh, and the the thing about Drobo that ticked me off before was that it is a fine device for you communicating back and forth with a single Drobo. Uh, mm-hmm. because the in-out speed was horrendous when you started sharing it or if you started like crunching it with um, like storage craft if I was doing backup images and then I was trying to compress those images it would yep. suck the life out of the Drobo I mean it would just lose its mind and drop off <sighs> yeah but Drobo came up with a solution for that and that's to allow MSATA solid state 
turbo, if you will, <laughs> to the Drobo. <laughs> it allow you to give uh, turbo to the Drobo, which gave it a lot bigger cache, which meant you were allowed to write in and out of it significantly faster, multiple writes. So their new Drobo 5D3, which is on sale for $100 off right now, I know you're, it's uh, $699, it, it's got um, lightning and USB 3 connectors in it so you get a real fast in and out one of one of the things is it said is said it will support two 4k connections i'm like what what are you talking about 4k you know 4k 4k display on your drobo 4k display on the drobo i'm like what are you talking about because i mean unless you can now manage the drobo directly by attaching monitors to it no, they're hitting up the uh, the Mac people who are doing uh, photography who only have one port in and out of that laptop, and that's that Lightning. Well, they can plug the Lightning up to the Drobo. They can plug their monitors up to the Drobo, which will pass the 4K through it. Which I thought nice. was I thought was pretty slick. I mean, meeting the need of your your market there for the direct attached storage. So you get the speed, you get the video. Uh, and it'll hold up to 64 terabytes of storage, which is pretty awesome for a little $700. Well, it's $700 no, sans drives. There's no drives in it. You right. gotta you gotta put some serious drives in there to get that kind of space. Right, right, right. But right. I mean, you could easily get with with five terabyte drives, uh, five six minus five, you know, so 20 between 24 24 terabytes for. Mm-hmm. You know, not not or bad you price. Just put it up into uh, Amazon Glacier and you know pay a few cents a month per gigabyte. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fine for long-term storage. But if you're, well, for me, like um, because of my storage craft images, I yeah. dump I dump you know I keep I've got three separate servers that have about 10 terabytes each. Actually, I've got four that have about 10 terabytes each, and it's not the it's not the CPU, it's not the RAM, it's the drive speed for crunching those things down in size that kills me. And the Drobo just failed at that. But I'm right. I, I'm tempted to uh, put one of these attached rather than buying a new workstation and yep. get get another 10 terabytes for, say, $1,100. That might be all right. Yeah. yeah. Now, I had Drobos for a while, and they were okay, but I, I did have a couple of problems with a couple of them, and then I just wasn't really getting the value out of it, so I stopped using them. Mm-hmm. But these days, I've got, like, you know, a bunch of hard drives daisy-chained off of USB 3 <laughs> connections on the back of an old uh, HP micro server of mine, so maybe... <laughs> Drobo might be a better, uh, better option. Yeah. Don't you dare move that computer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pick it up and it's like swinging an old, uh, you know, cat of nine tails thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so well, very good. Yeah. Well, I think so. Cool. What else we got? I think that's all I've got. What are we? Uh, what are we doing for Christmas? I will probably just be heading up and uh, visiting my uh, my folks for uh, you know a night or two, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully before then I will have bought myself or at least committed to buying myself that Tesla. <laughs> Unless of course I speak to a financial planner before then, and you know they say <laughs> yeah. like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> 
So we did, uh, well, we, we do, a, uh, we do a, a family Bible study, and one of, the, one of the aspects of it was it was talking about Christmas, and it was talking about uh, how Japanese do Christmas. And for, for Christmas, for them, it's more like Valentine's Day than it is like Christmas, which I thought that was interesting. So, Chris, mm-hmm. if you're in Japan, you would be uh, you'd be setting up a uh, uh, a nice romantic date for mm-hmm. for Christmas Day. <laughs> I've heard something like that, but I've never experienced it there myself. So, <laughs> nope i've never I've never been in Japan for Christmas. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. That's I was uh, in Brazil for Christmas. Really? How yeah, did they do? Uh, Christmas palm trees or Christmas? Yeah, it was all, it was very, uh, it was the sim- the most similar experience, I guess, would have been the, the time I was in Florida for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, huh, no <laughs> snow, not even close. Really. Yeah. I am sweating in my thong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a lot, it was a lot, it was a lot warmer in Brazil. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yep. You're going to retire one day and go back to Brazil? I've thought about it. <laughs> yeah. I have definitely thought about it. Uh, you know, or, or who knows? Maybe I hear Bali is nice. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of options. Yeah, I cannot possibly commit yet. There's way too many places I haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, you gotta you gotta visit all of them before you can uh, make a decision like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, very good. Well. Cool. I think that'll wrap us up for today. I think that's a good way, a uh, good good way to wrap things up. We covered all the bases, and uh, if it's all the same with you, I'm just gonna go and push the big red button. Uh, how about feedback first? Oh, jeez. <laughs> so we want yeah, your. I'm trying to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. I got a black belt test. Stick around and uh, talk. Uh, well, actually, no. Tonight I don't have the, the test. That's tomorrow. But tonight I have to go and attend a community meeting with the uh, about the clipper ship connector, which is uh, about the proposed bike path. Ah. The current proposal is to run ramrod it right through my backyard. <laughs> and uh, my proposal, as an avid biker, is um, why don't you just run it right around the front, uh, the front of this lightly trafficked one-way street that <laughs> is really not going to pose a safety risk to anybody. <laughs> uh, so well, we'll see how that goes. Or you, yeah, you could do like uh, Adam Sandler and Big Daddy and just throw sticks down when you see somebody coming. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Do that from the third floor of my new place. Just throw bricks and sticks down at them. Yeah. Uh, that go real well. That would be wrong. That'd be wrong. That yeah. yeah. So we we do want to hear your feedback if you'd like we to do. discuss. Even though, even though I've been trying to get rid of you. Yeah. Trying to get rid of you. If you'd like to discuss a particular topic drop us a line at www.blurringthelinespodcast.com negative things go to peter positive things go to me i guess i get the smiley faces (laughs) i get the poo emoji (laughs) the steaming poo with a fly (laughs) all right now if it's all the same to you i will push that big red button to contact either us or our guests, visit blurringthelinespodcast.com. 
If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us. 